What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I would anticipate that legislation like that is something that I would be looking to look at more in the long session as opposed to the short sessions. This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in the North Carolina General Assembly short session for the week of May 23rd, 2022. For the News and Observer, I'm Don Vaughn, your host for this episode of Under the Dome for Monday, May 23rd. I'm here with Will Doran, and we're going to give you the legislative preview because the short session has arrived. Short in quotation marks. We'll see. Uh, I mean, last year they were, well, last multiple <laughs> years, they were in for over a year. Um, you know, usually the long session, you know, they, they, it is a long session, but, you know, it'll be seven, eight, nine months. They were in for, what, like 13 or 14 months last time. So I think people are really eager to uh, to not be in Raleigh for too long this spring. Uh, plus, you know, we have an election coming up in November. People got to hit the road, start knocking on doors, raising money. I think that's a big factor is uh, the people that control the calendar, how much do they want to be out uh, campaigning for themselves or for others, since a lot of the leadership in the General Assembly is basically already back for next year because no one's running against them. So, but there will be some legislation. Uh, Will, you've been around a few more uh, legislative years than I have. Tell me what people should know about the difference between the long session and the short session just procedurally and what they have to do. Sure. So the the long session, which is always in the odd numbered years, obviously happened last year. And that's when you kind of do the heavy lifting. You pass like your your two year budget. You do a lot of the kind of bigger political fights or really complicated bills then. And then the short session in the even numbered years, which is where we're at now. is when you kind of like make some tweaks to the budget, uh, you know, any sort of issues that come up, you'll deal with, uh, but it's really all about triage. And especially now when they're saying they only want to be in probably uh, five or six weeks is actually what House Speaker Tim Moore told us is, you know, they're they're probably planning on being out by July um, at some point. Uh, You know, now obviously, you know, famous last words, right? (laughs) We'll see if they actually meet that deadline. Um, But, you know, it's all about like, you know, figuring out, okay, what is just the absolute most important stuff that we need to do? And so we know that they'll do the budget. Uh, How much bandwidth are they going to have to do other stuff beyond the budget, whether that's, you know, medical marijuana or, uh, you know, any sort of other like reforms or changes they want to make that, you know, stuff like that might be a little bit of a, a tougher push. And there's the local bills, which, uh, you know, if, if you all are looking at bill filings, that's a lot of what, what came out the first few days. So sh- session already began the morning or noon after the primary the night before, and it was just skeletal sessions. Uh, Speaker Moore was there. Will and I and other uh, uh, press corps reporters were there. And, and Speaker Moore gave us a few indications of, of what things are going to look like this this session. So let's go through kind of the big ones that, that people can expect, starting with my favorite topic and everyone's, the state budget. So the big thing about that is, uh, well, we already saw Governor Cooper's proposal uh, a little over a week, two weeks ago, about what, what he's hoping for. And he wants more 
more raises for state employees and teachers. And they're already going to get a raise this year because like what Will said about the budget being a two-year spending plan, this is the second half of that, and it's 2.5% is what um, on it's what state employees are going to get. It's on average what teachers are going to get. That'll be different um, for some teachers. So that's that's coming no matter what because that's already law. So what would happen in in this budget bill, this smaller budget bill on the off year, would be maybe some more. Now is that going to be recurring raises? Is that going to be a bonus? Is that going to be something? You know, we're not sure exactly what they're going to do yet. We don't know. But the the big news is that Republicans do want to give state employees and teachers more money on the House side anyway. We'll see what the Senate says. So that's pretty significant. Yeah, the House is always a little bit more pro-spending than the Senate is. Um, and well, the big thing here with this budget is, as you wrote, what was it, two weeks ago or a week ago, Don? Um, that we have six and a half billion dollars more than we expected to have. This year. So, you know, it's not like they're just kind of like bored and trying to like figure out like things to change around. Like they've got several billion dollars to figure out what to do with. And so, yeah, you know, giving more money for raises could be something funding, you know, more capital projects, construction work on like roads or at universities that could be in the uh, in the cards. And then, of course, uh, potential uh, some sort of, I think, tax relief was the, the word that uh, House Speaker Tim Moore used with us. So it could be a, a tax cut. It could be like a one-time sort of stimulus or rebate sort of check. Um, he wasn't really giving a whole lot of details. Uh, wh- what did you take from, from his conversation on the taxes? He said he didn't want it to be a gimmick. But, I mean, if it's money and, you know, going back to people, then maybe that's not as much a gimmick. I guess it is if you present it in a way of, you know, you want the political win of, look, I'm giving you your tax money back or I'm giving money to something else in some way. Obviously, Democrats, um, uh, policy interest-wise, they want to spend more on education, of course, with uh, with the Leandro factor and other things, then then tax relief. Republicans have priority for for tax relief, whether that's individuals, whether that's more of uh, corporate tax relief. Uh, we won't we don't know yet. So that that's something that we'll figure out. The other thing about the budget, and and Speaker Moore said this to the representatives that were in the House on opening day that he used the phrase, I believe, reverse engineering as far as the budget this time and do a conference report uh, ahead of time. And what that means is that it's up or down vote. They already decided uh, behind closed doors. And there's already plenty of behind closed doors with last year's budget cycle as far as everything coming together. But this might be even more so. And then when it comes for a vote, that's, you you know, take it or leave it. Um, And we'll see how how that goes. So the Republicans right now are deciding, you know, what what they want to do. Moore said that there will be Democrats involved. He doesn't know yet if it's going to be the same budget conferees as last year. Um, So we'll see about that. So there's definitely going to be some sort of spending bill this session. The other things that we asked about him that is like maybe brighter on people's radar is medical marijuana, if that's going to happen. And you know, Moore said, no, I've also heard from from others that it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Not that anyone opposes it um, in general, but that there are things they don't they don't like about it. That's going to take more time to actually write that bill and they don't feel like doing it in the short session. 
Well, I don't know if I would go that far, Don. There are definitely people who oppose it. Um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we've been covering it going. It, so it's in the Senate so far. So, you know, we're talking here with Tim Moore, who's the Speaker of the House. The House hasn't even gotten the bill from the Senate. So he's really just kind of avoided talking about it in general because, you know, why bother, you know, saying something about a potentially controversial bill that he, his people don't even have to vote on yet? Um, you know, in the Senate, every Democrat is on board. And the Republican caucus is kind of a mixed bag. You know, you've got some people who are for it, some people who are very much against it, uh, specifically really kind of the more religious right uh, is opposed to it. And then you have some people who are just kind of in the middle and trying to figure out kind of, you know, what their home district thinks about it. And they don't really know, you know, maybe they've got an open mind, but they're skeptical. You know, they're just trying to figure out which way to flip. There are key Republican players, though, that are for it. And that's really what it comes down to, though, don't you think? Or yes. is it a matter of the total vote count? Though? There are also some key Republicans who are against it. Um, although, actually, one of them is about to leave. Uh, one of the main opponents was Chuck Edwards, uh, who is now going to Congress, probably. Well, he'll uh, be here this year still. <laughs> yeah, he'll be around this year. Uh, but starting in 2023, if the medical marijuana bill waits until next year, uh, then, you know, you've got one of the big opponents uh, will will be gone one way or the other. Either he'll just be out of office or he'll be in Congress. But either way, he, he won't be there. That is an interesting factor. I think with who is around next time, the other big thing that um, I think, you know, obviously nationally and the um, the leaked Roe versus Wade um, draft ruling and what that means for who's in the legislative building this year versus who's in it next year. So, Will, you wrote about that this past week. Tell us uh, what, what more said and the context that people need to have. Yeah. So on, you know, obviously abortion is a huge national topic right now. Um, and so that was one of the main questions we had for Speaker Moore. It's like, OK, like, you know, it looks like the Supreme Court is going to tell states, all right, y'all get to decide whatever abortion restrictions you want, have at it. And so we said, OK, what's North Carolina going to do? You know, and he was very frank and honest and basically just said, well, I don't think we're going to do anything right now because we've got uh, a Democratic governor who we basically know from past experience of them having tried to pass a couple uh, abortion bills in recent years. Uh, it's just going to get vetoed. And uh, so here's some audio from that conversation we had with Speaker Moore uh, when we asked him that question. There's a timing issue. I mean, we're going to be here for a short period to deal with the budget. Uh, the politics, frankly, is is that we have a governor that I know would would veto the, any legislation, and we don't have a supermajority. Also, concerned, frankly, about our current state Supreme Court. For I mean, if you're talking about a court that's talking about striking down a constitutional amendment on voter ID, I have uh, no confidence to the, for the, in, in this current majority on the state Supreme Court to follow the law. So we'll find out next week when when things ramp up. And timeline-wise, Moore told us that it's looking at five to six weeks. I believe Senate Leader Berger told uh, AP reporter Gary Robertson the same thing recently. What do you, um, should we make a bet on, on what that timeline actually is? Uh, I, I would put the, I guess, the over-under at like uh, the third week of July. <laughs> Yeah, because they'll probably want to take some time off around the 4th of July. And yeah, people will be gone for the 4th, but then they can come back for a couple weeks after that to kind of finish things up. And uh, I, I, I don't think that they will be here in August, uh, although uh, they have certainly proved me wrong on uh, <laughs> on their their willingness to stay late before. So we'll see. Yeah, we don't really know, you know. <laughs> so... 
All right. So those are kind of the big issues that are on our radar and all of y'all's. And then, you know, there's always going to be some surprises and getting amends and, and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, stay tuned. Uh, now we'll have our picks for headliner of the week. Um, I'm going to go. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, so hopefully Will doesn't have the same one that, that I have. But I just had a, a couple stories to uh, end up story and some sidebar stories about the state of the state employee in North Carolina. And like, you know, any other job, there's a lot of turnover lately, including in state government. And they're definitely hiring. We talk about all these big companies coming here and all the incentives to bring them here and all the jobs that are coming. But there's a whole bunch of jobs here, too. And there's some trouble filling them. And the state workers themselves have a lot of ideas for uh, what could do, um, what could be done to improve that. Um, the short answer is money. Um, anyway, so my headliner is actually not the current state worker, but the retired state worker, because I mentioned a little bit about retirees um, and those stories. But I heard from some after that, saying, you know, what about us? And they weren't happy with the, the COLA bonuses they had gotten previously. And then even just writing about Speaker Moore, talking about the chances in, in this summer's budget bill, uh, people saying, what about, don't forget the retirees. So my headliner of the week is the retired state employee. Uh, what's yours, Will? Uh, I think mine is going to be uh, Democratic State Senator Kirk Devier. Uh, who you've written a lot about, Don. Um, he lost his primary last week uh, to a challenger who was funded and endorsed by Governor Cooper, uh, who was uh, not too happy about uh, his work with some of the Republicans last year in 2021 on the budget. Um, but as we said, now we've got a new budget process coming up. And now, you know, I think it's going to kind of be an, an open question uh, you know, over whether, you know, does he, you know, stick loyal with the Democrats on some bills where they need his vote? If there is something, you know, that uh, that comes up, whether it's on the budget or something else that uh, the Republicans pass and Cooper vetoes, you know, they're they're not too many votes away from the supermajority in the Senate. Uh, you know, so a few votes here or there could really, you know, make or break whether or not Cooper's veto can can stand up and. It'll be interesting to watch. I mean, we've seen, you know, in the past, um, you know, uh, with like uh, Dwayne Hall, uh, when, when he lost his primary, he voted with Republicans on a couple things. Uh, Joel Ford, when he lost his primary, he sponsored the voter ID bill that uh, now his, uh, you know, Republicans appointed to like, say like, hey, look, we have a Democratic sponsor on voter ID, too. So it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, kind of the, the role uh, that Senator Devier plays here, whether he stays loyal with the Democratic Party or kind of, you know, starts hanging out with the Republicans a little bit more on some issues. I did notice the day after the election, uh, Devier put out, you know, his campaign email saying that one priority still that he has this year is Medicaid expansion, um, which he said, you know, even during budget negotiations, that was still a priority. And it was the, the House Republicans that ended up stalling that out, um, according to House Republicans. So we'll see. And he certainly wasn't the only uh, Democrat in either chamber who voted for the earlier versions of the budget because that's how they got a seat at the table. So I had asked more this week, what about uh, is it going to be the same Democrats being part of this process? And he said, you know, he doesn't know yet. So that will be something else for us to, to check out. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're in an election year. You know, I mean, do not think that there won't be, you know, politically tinged 
items getting put into the budget or getting passed on their own, uh, you know, that's going to, you know, be intended to set up uh, ads in November, <laughs> essentially, uh, you know, and you know, some of those dynamics are going to be really fascinating to watch whether or not those go through. For sure. And as we talked about in our post-election bonus episode um, a few days ago, a lot of people are, you know, are moving up, up ballot or hoping to get in office and in, in Washington. So I think there'll be maybe, a, you know, slightly different type of floor speech <laughs> election year. So anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, for, this is Don Vaughn and for Will Dorn with the News and Observer. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.